0: Um there's Holden. I'm gonna just mute for one second. Thanks for sharing your thoughts, Holden.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hello, Adam. How's it going? good we have an episode this week
0: we do have an episode this week um sorry for everyone who was expecting one on Thursday and maybe didn't see like our Instagram story or anything but last week was Digipalooza so sure was sure was yeah I did an interview with Andy Weir it was lovely it was just for our library partners um, I've never felt more like in sync than when at the beginning of last week you slacked me and you're like so. It's digipalooza the week. And I was like, yeah, I don't, maybe just nothing. And you're like, yeah, maybe nothing. And it's like, great. So
1: maybe nothing. Sorry, yeah. friends, but
0: also just to keep it rolling with how busy uh, the two of us are, we're kind of stealing something from our friends over at Reading Glasses, Mallory and Bria, where we're talking about books that are in Jill and I's wheelhouses. So um I joked before we started recording. I feel like there's two like iconic things that people now know that are Jill things entirely on the podcast it's your y'all and then it is what is your main wheelhouse that you're going to talk about today which we'll get to in just a second um so we're just going to go back and forth talk about like books in our wheelhouse but do you want to just use yours is like one wheelhouse thing you've got a bunch of books and i have a couple like small subsections so what is what's the what's the what's the jill thing
1: Yes, I have a very specific wheelhouse where I'll pretty much read anything that falls into this. Obviously, I have other things that I read, but this is my favorite. And it is murder at an educational campus that involves a close-knit group of suspicious characters. Bonus if they all live together.
0: (laughs) I just love it because anytime we have one of these, like anytime one of these books comes up, whether it's on a monthly preview or we're just doing a list, like we'll inevitably get someone tweeting or sending an email, like messaging us on Instagram, like, it's one of the boarding school ones. It's one of the Joe books. Oh
1: yeah. College boarding school, high school doesn't matter. Yeah. If there's murder and it's school, I feel like it's technically sort of somewhat dark academia, but not necessarily like there's some overlap there. Uh, yeah, that's my, that's my wheelhouse.
0: Yeah. So again, those are like the iconic Jill things of over the years of our podcast, but those are two things that when those those happen on the podcast, it's like oh yeah, it's going down. So I have a couple smaller ones. Um, the four that I I picked like four little small things. So small stories with big emotions, autumnal stories, mm. <laughs> magical realism, and then small town horror. So I have like one or two for each of those. So we'll do we'll go back and forth like we always do. But do you want to hit us up with your your first example?
1: Yeah. So my first example, okay. So I'm going to put a disclaimer. I'm not going to talk about the likeness or the secret history. Those are like the big ones. I have mentioned them enough on this podcast. You don't need me to repeat them. Um, They're kind of like, at least the secret history is sort of like the grandfather of this genre, so to speak. Grandmother, Mm -hmm. Stonatart, whatever. Anyway. Okay. So I'm not going to talk about those. My first one is the IVs by um, Alexa Don. This came out earlier this year. This takes place at Claflin Academy, um, which is a a uh, private boarding school. And the Ivies is not just about obviously the Ivy leagues, but it is a group of girls um, who all have the same mission, which is to get into the Ivy leagues by any means necessary. And so our main character is Olivia um, and she and her four girlfriends, they've all basically been assigned an Ivy league by like the regina george of the group it's like mean girls but with ivy league schools and so (laughs) um she's like you're going to this ivy league and you're going to this ivy league and you're not allowed to try and apply to any of the other ivy leagues because there's a limited number of people who can get in and the girls they um disrupt class ranks club leaderships academic competitions anything to kind of give themselves an edge and improve their odds of getting into the ivy leagues um because it's very, very elite and very competitive, and um, then people start dying, so it's good stuff there, yeah, that's the Ivies. And then people start dying.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Look,
1: if someone gets in the way of you getting... <laughs> yep. And get it. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, all right, so the, I'll I'll do one of my, the first two, but the first thing I'm going to do are my uh, small stories, big emotions, so this is basically... Um, you know there's very rarely in these books there's any like murder or true like large-scale tragedy these aren't like fantasy books where there's like a world-ending event it's more so like a book that is centered around a specific relationship or maybe a specific family and and what is going on with them and you know it it affects pretty much just this family or just like this small group of people but they are very emotional and grounded I, I guess these would be like literary fiction, I think would probably be what fancier people would call them. But the first one I'll talk about is The Music of Bees by Eileen Garvin, which came out earlier this year in the spring. Uh, So it's three different, I think I talked about this in our April preview, but there's three different strangers living in um, this rural Oregon town, and they're each kind of trying to figure out what happens. Uh, in their life and how they're working through grief. And so one of them is um, in her forties, her name's Alice and she has this like dead end job that she hates and uh, she's a beekeeper. And then there's also a young boy who's just graduating high school. His name is Jake and he's a paraplegic and he goes through the tragic accident of what happened to him at the beginning of the book. So you kind of know these two end up kind of colliding with each other. Like he's just on the street in his uh, wheelchair And Alice kind of like hits him with his car and he ends up being okay, but they strike up a relationship where he becomes like super interested in beekeeping and all these different things. And he's like like punk rock kid with this huge Mohawk and it's just this unlikely friendship. And then um, there's a third person that is involved with them. name's Harry who is in his mid twenties and he has a lot of social anxiety and he's trying to figure out what to do with his life. And then um, this pesticide company kind of comes to the town and wants to use these pesticides, um, but they're killing all the bees. And so these three people um, come together in this like, very unlikely group of people that are um, tasked with overcoming their own struggles and also um, trying to sort of save the bees, not just on her farm, but in the, in the town at large. So that's The Music of Bees by Eileen Garvin.
1: Um, my next one is, I forgot the author um Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas I talked about Catherine House uh last year and I remember there was also a discussion on reading glasses about like the reading glasses like after I talked about it because the ending is uh I'm not gonna spoil anything but if you can go back and listen to an episode I'll find it for you we'll put in the show notes about which episode we talk but don't talk about Catherine House um so this is about <laughs> There was a whole thing. There was a whole thing about Catherine House. Okay. So I just have to remember which episode it was. Um, so this is a very elite, um, school of higher education. It's deep in the woods of, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, it's like liberal arts study with like experimental curriculum and very selective admissions policy. Um, and has produced like prize-winning authors and Supreme Court justices and presidents and you know all that stuff. And for those lucky few who are selected to attend, tuition and room and board are totally free, but you have to stay at the house for three years, summer's included, like you cannot go home for three years and you are completely removed from the outside world but it's very prestigious. And for those who are, you know, kind of willing to make that sacrifice, really good things can come. And so in this upcoming or incoming class is Inez, who um, comes from sort of a background of like partying and cruel friends and um, dangerous men and just, you know, comes in and discovers this very um, sort of like sanctioned and um environment of learning and, and she makes friends with people and the school's director is like encourages students to explore and just expand their minds and do all those things. Um, but things are weird behind the scenes. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. Things are weird.
0: And randomly we think. I don't remember if it was this week or a couple weeks ago. I think like recently Mallory brought this back up again on their podcast and was like, here's a great book to listen to as an audio book. I, I think, I, but it's just, I just like it struck a chord. But yes, yeah, so you're absolutely right. That is a book that is on both of our respective podcasts. It, it's brought up a lot. It's so good.
1: I loved it. I loved it. There are some people who will hate the ending. Mm-hmm. I just like people going in prepared. So that's yeah. all. Uh,
0: my next... Small story, big emotions. One is "This Close to Okay" by Lisa Cross Smith. Um, I'm gonna be brief on this one. This one came out in February, and it's I think it's one of the, it might be the best book I read all year. Um, but basically, there's two main characters, Tally and Emmett. Tally is um, a therapist and happens to see a guy who is standing on the like ledge of a bridge, considering committing suicide in this huge rainstorm, and so she pulls over. And without a second thought, like, gets out and, like, jumps and, like, talks to him. And his name's Emmett. Um, Tally s- convinces Emmett to come in the car with him and, like, kind of stay at her house for the weekend and then just talk through things. And um, she doesn't tell him that she's a therapist because she doesn't want to, like, cloud the reasons why he decided not to jump. But it's basically the book ends up being the their ongoing, like, friendship and him slowly healing from all of the things that have happened in his life and you you come to learn why he was on the bridge and all of these like truly heartbreaking things about his past and um and her past as well and and then they um you know it's like this friendship that they strike up and um it's this just really really amazing book about mental health and not judging people immediately when you when you meet them and understanding that all of us have you know very very elaborate kind of backstories as people and you know there's a lot that you can sit down and learn from someone and it's just it, it's going to break your heart but then it'll also put it back together again it's definitely one of those books so highly recommend it uh this close to okay by lisa cross smith
1: my next one is special topics in calamity physics by marisha Pessel. Y'all, I love this book. I actually I pretty much love anything Marissa Pessel writes, but special topics is just so good. So, this is about um, Blue. Blue is a um, high school student. She's got um, a head full of literary, philosoph- philosophical, scientific, and cinematic knowledge, which, well, okay, maybe not all of those, but definitely the cinematic and literary I can get behind. Um, but she could use some friends. And so she enters the elite St. Saint- Galway school and while she's there she finds them a click of eccentrics known as the blue bloods this sounds fine um <laughs> <laughs> um in the description one drowning and one hanging later blue finds herself puzzling out a Byzantine murder mystery sign me up please yes this is everything I need
0: oh that sounds so good oh my gosh also what a fun name for a book I don't know if I've ever heard of I've I read a marisha pestle book another one never will wake or something but this i've never heard of really oh like yeah
1: it. her books get weird um <laughs> yeah, they do. not not in the same thing but night film if you have not read night film it is so good but very different um from special topics but her books get a little weird
0: yeah um my next one i'll be brief on this one too it's the spell book of katrina van tassel by Alyssa palombo um it is if you're familiar with the name katrina van tassel it's a book that is set in sleepy hollow and but what's different about this is this is really just a love story um between katrina and ichabod crane and um it's all about their relationship their love and like on the very very outskirts of the story there is like the mentions here and there of the headless horseman but like go if you go into this book go into it thinking of it as like a historical fiction slash romance don't think of it as um like a dark magical book about the headless horseman it isn't any less of a book because that it's amazing i love it so much but like just go into it feel like a lot of times when you go into something I feel like we've had conversations about The Village the a lot. movie like this where it's like weirdly I feel like this is come up a lot in our like team meetings somehow. I love
1: The Village no shame. Yeah.
0: It's so great but like I've, I specifically remember people going into it being like this is a like a monster movie and it's not that at all and that's just because of how it was promoted. Um So yeah go into the spell book of Katrina Van Tassel if you're looking for like a historical fiction that is frame the framing of it is the legend of sleepy hollow that you are familiar with and you will absolutely love it it's so so good and i should have clarified this falls under my autumnal stories (laughs) subsection of my books because it's extreme i mean come on it's the sleepy hollow book of course it's an autumny type of a book so yeah it's my book of katrina van tassel just so delightful
1: um it occurs to me that like all of my books are by white authors and so if anyone has recommendations for books that fit this wheelhouse that are not by white authors other than how we fall apart by katie Zhao, because we know about that because it was in our august also hi katie um yeah <laughs> i already know about that one <laughs> i haven't read it yet so i don't want to talk about it but if you have any other recommendations for this by non-white authors please send them my way um, my next one is Long Black Veil by Jennifer Finney Boylan. So this takes place, uh, it's sort of, it's two timelines. It's in the 1980s where there are six college students who sneak into the dilapidated ruins of Philadelphia's Eastern State Penitentiary. Great, I'm all oh. in. Oh yeah, good times, good times. Um, So <laughs> there is a, um, a pianist, a painter, and a teacher among them. And the friends are full of potential. Well, you know, it's the 1980s and you're still in college. And you're like, oh, life. Life will be great and then you know life happens but um they get locked in and then they discover they're not alone and when the friends get lost and separated the terrifying night ends in tragedy and then the unexpected far-reaching consequences reverberate through the survivors lives and as they go their separate ways trying to move on that it becomes clear that their dark night in that prison has changed them all decades later new evidence is found And a detective investigating the cold case charges one of them, their friend, John, who is now a celebrity chef, he is charged with murder. Only Casey's old friend, Judith, can testify to his innocence, but Judith is protecting long secrets of her own, secrets that, if they're brought to light, could destroy her career and her marriage and just her entire, like, it just, like, big implosion. Um, And yeah, it's, so that's, that's Jennifer Finney Boyle and- I will say that again somewhat of a disclaimer if you are familiar with Jenny Finney Boylan you can probably guess but um, usually it's a trope that is not well received but because it's coming from Jennifer Finney Boylan I think it it plays okay um and that's all I will say about that
0: uh two things one I thought of um one of these books by an author of color uh Apes of Spades by Frida Abike Elamide who was on oh
1: yeah obviously earlier
0: um this year and also the way that i don't know why it just like hit me the way that you said murder in that one it reminded me of that like very popular uh tiktok and instagram real thing where it's like oh yeah i brought you i see you did one too i brought you frankincense thank you and i brought you murder
1: murder
0: oh it makes you laugh every time sorry i just i don't know why the way you said murder that like one time i was like
1: probably where it came from murder (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, my next one, and this is another autumnal book, Daughter of the Burning City by Amanda Foody. Uh, I love, love, love a Dark Carnival book, um, so much so that I'm working on one myself at the moment, Uh, but this is, uh, this is a very much, if you like, night circus you're going to love this book which i know is like the lazy thing that people always say when it's a book that is a dark circus but this one fits uh there is a it's a traveling carnival called the gamora festival um and if you are familiar with the word gamora or name you probably can understand where this is coming from it is a literally like it's a carnival of debauchery that caters to the strangest of dreams and desires um, it's extremely dark. It is extremely magical. Um, the main character's name is Serena, who is a, a illusionist, but like illusionist so, like actual magical background um, and people in her show and like she, her creations and the family and like friends that she works with are kind of known as like the festivals freak show and one by one they start dying off and so it becomes a murder mystery set in this dark, crazy carnival. And it's just so delightful. Also, the aesthetic of the the book cover is so is so wonderful. But it's this massive traveling carnival and I I love it so, so much. Um Amanda Foodie came on like several years ago and talked about the book. I think with both of us, but who can remember anymore? But yeah, daughter of the burning city. If uh this time of year gets you starting to think about like Octoberfest and maybe if you have like us here in Cuyahoga County where we live there is a Cuyahoga County fair that takes place every August I don't know if I'll be going because it's in you know in public and don't like going in public right now again but um this time of year I always do think about the like, carnivals and circuses so Daughter of the Burning City
1: um my next one is Dare Me by Megan Abbott oh man I love this book okay so this is about Addie and um She's always been Beth's best friend and trusted lieutenant. What is with the mean girl thing, man? There's always like the one, and then she's. I mean, I know that's how that works. I understand, but okay. So um, Beth calls the shots, and Addy always carries them out. And it's this is just always how it's been. Now they're seniors, and they're sort of like, you know, rule the school kind of thing. And they're also um, ruling the intensely competitive cheer squad that they're on, and they're feared and followed by all the other girls. And then the young new coach shows up and coach Colette sort of draws Addy and the other cheerleaders into her life. And only Beth is sort of unsettled by this because she's somewhat been, you know, supplanted by this new coach. Um, and there's then a, um, a suicide focuses, a police investigation on the coach and the squad. And, um, as Addy starts to kind of like look more into it, things get weird weird things are happening basically my book wheelhouse is like college students or high school students with weird things and people dying
0: man i love megan Abbott.
1: yeah i know so good so good
0: the delightful human um okay so i've got my next two our magical realism books um so the first one is the book of speculation by erica swyler oh so good oh, so great i love it so so much um, also, this falls into a thing that is many, many people's uh, um, kind of wheelhouses, which is a book about a book. Um, so there, you know, Simon is our main character and he's a research librarian trying to figure out like, why all the women in his family keep dying like these strange deaths where they continue to like drown themselves and they are Um, they are also connected to, you know what? I just realized this is also kind of a circusy book. I'm in a circus mood, everybody. Um, so his mom was like this quote unquote circus mermaid who could basically hold her breath forever and ever and ever up to like 12 or 15 minutes, something incredibly insane. Um, her mother drowned herself to die. And then her younger sister runs, runs off to be a tarot card reader also for a traveling circus. And he's worried that she's also going to try and drown um herself and along uh, while all this is happening strange things are happening in their um in their town like all these crabs are coming to the beach I don't know why that's happening and the last time that happened there was like this huge horrible thing and also simon's house is slowly but surely crumbling off the cliff and they're trying to figure out what to do with that and there's just all these wonderful characters in it and it is so fabulous this really kind of hits like all of the things that i mentioned that are in my um that are in my wheelhouse, but yeah, if you are a fan of book a uh, book about books, a book that features a librarian, a book that features traveling circus, and maybe a little bit of magic, um, this is definitely it. So, the "Book of Speculation" by Erica Swiler.
1: Okay, so this is gonna be my last one. This is, I have a lot. Also, there's a blog post on the Overdrive blog. There's a couple with all I'll this put, stuff. so I'll put them in,
0: the, in our bio. Or our uh, yeah. Lecture. This is
1: not really my last one. Just the last one I'm going to talk about today. Um, that is "The Line Game" by Ruth Ware. I love Ruth. Her books are so good, um, and this one is one that fits under my, you know, wheelhouse. And it is about uh, four friends who attend a boarding school in England, and during their time there, they created this game called the Lie Game, where they would tell lies every chance they could to their peers and faculty. That seems fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, and yeah, they just like lie to everybody. And again, it's like the mean girls group and decades later, they are adults. Now they are reunited, um, at the school and learn that the lies of their past have followed them into the present.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, that seems fine. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Well, I'm the other real uh, magical realism. One I, I was going to talk about is rules of magic, by Alice Hoffman, because I just got the final Book of the Practical Magic series sent to me yesterday. Alice is going to be on the podcast again in October, so I'll just talk about that later. But I do have to do two small town horrors because again, pre spooky season. Um, so the first one is Harrow Lake by Kat Ellis. I talked about this I think a little bit last year. Um, this one I think actually, Jill, you would really like. Um, it is a daughter of a celebrated horror filmmaker, and it's sort of like a true crime podcast one in the sense that it. Um, she goes to the town where her father who is this horror filmmaker like made this very very creepy film um, and all of the locals are either like obsessed with it or kind of hate that that's why it's famous and so she gets um, caught up in this very creepy small town where she can't really get she can't really escape from it and she can't get away from it and it feels like everyone is stalking her and um it just like slowly unfolds into you kind of there's obviously more than meets the eye there and it's very creepy and um her very challenging relationship with her father and this heroic situation it all unfolds together very very creepy the audiobook is amazing because it's set up where there's like it's kind of set up um like uh Courtney Summers book where it's like sort of like a podcast in some of it and like sort of like set up with some interviews and all sorts of stuff back and forth really really good um and then my other small town horror i'm not gonna spend a lot of time with it but in case people thought i wasn't gonna bring it back up again this year clown in the cornfield by adam caesar which was like my favorite horror book last year it's so good um clown in the cornfield is like a it's a slasher it's a young adult slasher book like if you are a fan of. Je- uh, you know, Friday the 13th or the Halloween movies with Michael Myers or any of those books, just read the Cornfield by Adam Caesar and look at the cover because it's so good and so delightful. And I'm going to talk about the Cornfield every year that we have this podcast moving forward. So <laughs> there it is. Um, so it's a bunch of books for you guys.
1: Yeah.
0: I made up for not having a podcast last week by giving you a ton of options here. Sure did. Um, anything else do you think people should know about, Joe?
1: I don't think so.
0: I don't think so either. We didn't mention this at the beginning, but of course, if you've been listening for a while, you know, at Nerds on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Email us at professionalbooknerds.overdrive.com. If you have more of the books that we talked about by authors of color, we'd love to share those as well. Um, And yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast.